This show is brought to you by adamandeve.com. If you go to adamandeve.com right now and enter glory, the code word glory, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout, you'll get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. Hello, boys. It's Hunter from Oklahoma. Again, not as drunk as normal, but you're welcome. Uh, I noticed you guys have some... uh, Choice words about my home state. I'm a little offended, and I am offended because you guys can do better. Uh, this state is a fucking shithole. It is 47th in education and second in incarceration, and I'm literally fucking my sister right now. So, uh, get a step it up on the um, Oklahoma hate. That would be pretty cool. Uh, glory hole cocksuckers. Hey, just calling to let you know that you bitches this is, were finally right about something. The Italian beef sandwich from Chicago is the most underrated sandwich ever. Philly cheese sandwich? Bullshit. Glory hole, motherfuckers. Hey, guys. This is Ryan from Baltimore. Love the show. Uh, just uh, listening to your last episode in regards to going to Philly. I can't really refute any of the claims you made about the quality of a city that Philly is, with one exception. Cecil, if you ever make it out there, the Rocky statue is at the base of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. In that museum, they have an amazing, huge collection of medieval arms, armory, weapons, all of it, including this incredibly amazing suit of riveted ring mail, where each link in the ring mail is etched with the name of one of the ancestors of the guy who made it. It's incredible looking. So if you unfortunately have to go to that city, at least go check that out. So I think you'd find it cool. So later, guys. Glory Hole. Hey, Tom and Cecil. This is Dustin in Idaho. And I'm a dermatologist. And I can confirm that Idaho is the whitest state. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live. From Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 415 of Cognitive Dissonance. This is the Hardy episode. Right? Laurel. I got that mixed up. up. I didn't know. You messed it up. It's this I is, thought, there's a difference between the two. One skinny, or is this a Yanni one, episode? I don't know. Well, is here, this, let's see if we can do it. Was Yanni. it Yanni that musician? Yanni was a musician, right? Yeah, did he play like he played like the fucking cello or no, a symphony related orchestra? Well, they're all the same. I think Yanni's like a sax player or something. Yanni. Okay, that's clearly Yanni. 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 All right, so let's go up the scale Yanni. here. All right. You Yanny. still got Yanny. 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 That's Laurel, Laurel for me now. All day Laurel. Yanny. Yanny. Laurel. 
Laurel, 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 Laurel with no chance of Yachty. Laurel. Okay. Yeah. Laurel. So it's all day long. Laurel on that end of the spectrum. It's all day long. Yachty on the, on the far right. What I loved about this phenomenon this week, Tom, is that it got everybody to realize that our brains are made of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody is just like, why does that work like that? And right. it's like, well, it's because you're made of garbage and all the subsequent parts of you are made, of are made out of garbage. <laughs> all just like this hodgepodge of garbage. See, that's funny because like what it made me realize when I saw that slider that you were just using is that it isn't until you skew far right that it changes the facts. <laughs> <laughs> I guess guess that's true. Because that recording is a recording of the word Laurel. It is a recording of the word Laurel, but it's it's a shitty recording. It's a shitty recording with lots of distortion. And so what happens is is some people, my wife in particular, only hears Yanni when that mid-range plays. Now, I'm sure I haven't had a chance to play this for her. I'm sure I can get, like, I'm sure she would hear Laurel just like everybody hears Laurel. Well, have you just told her to hear Laurel as your husband? And she was like, nope. And I was like, but you're wrong. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm right. It's Yanni. And there's a lot of people though who hear it. Right. And it's because of the way your ear is, you know, hearing damage helps this along. I think hearing damage makes you hear Laurel more. Is that what right. it is? Yeah. So, so was, Haley and I were doing a little bit of reading to try to figure out like part of like why this is the case. Um, it's a shitty recording, like you mentioned. Yeah. So there's all kinds of noise and distortion yeah. and garbage mixed mm-hmm. up in it. But like, yeah, if the, it, as we get older and our hearing, um, changes and by changes, read here gets worse. Um, we tune out those high frequencies, and, we, and by tuning them out, we just don't get to fucking hear them anymore. Yeah, yeah. And like for a guy like me who spent, and then you too, like spent huge parts of our youth at concerts, sure, listening to fucking sure. crazy live yeah, music. Yeah. I grew up next to an airport. Yeah, you know, like I have no hope of hearing Yanni until it's fucking until, right in yeah, my ear. Until they until they distort it enough for right. you to hear it. Yeah, right. But other folks who might have. Hearing, hearing that predisposes yeah. them to higher pitch frequencies, they're going to hear that Yanni. Yeah. And I, I do agree with your larger point, though, right? Like, when you, you're joking, like, we're made out of garbage, right? But, like, we are untrustworthy machines. Absolutely. And it's funny that, like, even our senses have biases. Yep. yep. Right? Yep. Even our senses have biases toward, like, we, f- like, I favor just hearing. When I hear, when I, in- we're in the same room hearing the same thing, and we walk away with different feelings and impressions and like sometimes different words sure. that have gone through our fucking skulls. Yeah. That's not nothing yeah. to remember about the human experience. When I was a kid and I want to play this clip here, when I was a kid, there's a song by front two, four, two called never stop. I was into industrial when I was a kid. I used to love front two, four, two. I swear to you, when I heard this song, when I was a kid, I would hear this guy say Kenosha, which is a city in Wisconsin, which is a if, city. If, if, yeah, if you don't know. And there's literally no reason for a human being to ever say those <laughs> words unless you're from Kenosha. And hello, Wisconsin. Instead, he's saying America. And I right. remember saying to my friends, I was like, is he saying Kenosha? And everybody's like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> but all I heard was Kenosha. So I want to play a little clip here real quick. That to me was Kenosha. Dude, that's that so was America. Kenosha. I know that's it's America like, now. He may as me, well be saying bald eagle. A hundred right times over. There's yeah. no way I can even hear Kenosha in that. But when I was a kid, that's all I heard. I couldn't hear America. I was like, what are you guys hearing America? Yeah. I was like, where does America start? Isn't that fucking frustrating? Because yeah. it's like, you want to, you're looking at people and you're like, I'm not fucking crazy. <laughs> I, and then, but they're like, yeah, 
You are. And your senses are a fucking unreliable <laughs> thing because they have to go into your brain. The last one I want to play for you guys is one that Tom and I found on Reddit the right before here. I'm going to play it several times. It can be Green Needle, Brainstorm, Green or Green Storm or Brain Needle. Right. So those are the four it can be. If you listen to this, I'm going to play it four times. Think of those words in that order. Start with Brainstorm, then Green Needle. Then brain needle, then green storm, and you could hear it each time differently. Differently, I, I think it's amazing. messes with me, man. That messes with me. It's amazing. It's amazing. All of these auditory, auditory, it's an auditory illusion. Yeah. It's an auditory illusion. I think they're, they're awesome. They're so cool. And, and it's, what's great is, is that this week there was so many of them that came out because this, this Yanni Laurel thing was the first thing that everybody, I mean, I woke up in the morning and you know how I learned about this was somebody posted on Facebook, like, yeah, it's Laurel. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? And I had to do a search for what, and immediately it comes it up. Pops but, up. Yeah, it yeah. comes up, but it's hilarious that it's on America's mind this week. So stories from the Detroit news, uh, feds, Michigan pastor posed as teen to lure girls online. Uh, former Port Huron pastors facing federal prison charges. Um, he enticed girls to engage in sex acts online basically went online, pretended to be somebody that he wasn't and got people to send pictures and otherwise open themselves up to this guy. Again, he's a, this is a fucking pastor. Yeah, like this pastor. is, this is a pastor yeah. engaging this sort of I shit. can't imagine somebody who wants to have conversations like a text conversation with a kid. Like I, uh, at one point he sends a message that says, I'm really bummed out that we lost power. You are so very, very beautiful and sexy when you be home tomorrow after you home from school, <laughs> like he even learned how to he learned write how to, improperly right, yeah. with like well, four exclamation okay. points and a bunch of dots and shit. He's a Michigan pastor. <laughs> so maybe he never learned. This, it's entirely it's possible that this learned. is, I mean, we've spent some time <laughs> like, in Michigan. Text speak is right. The, this is that, it. That is. The, That's the yeah. best thing. Can you we, imagine his sermons? We go to the card catalog at the library. <laughs> <laughs> Under your, it's you are. You are. are. <laughs> God. Yeah, it says FBI agents learned that Jackie Douglas Woodburn's virtual interactions while probing a chat room based on a based website that attracts adult men who pose as youths seeking to sexually exploit minor teenage girls and preteen girls. Gross. Uh yeah. I I also this like, like doesn't this feel like one thing I thought like, like doesn't this feel insanely like late 90s antiquated? Right. Where it's just like I'm going to go into a chat room. It's like, all right, old man, enjoy your time in your chat room. Oh, on my bulletin board. Uh, yeah. Hold on a minute. Let me, let me navigate over to GeoCities and see what's going on. <laughs> going to make your site on CompuServe. Are you fucking kidding me? Does <laughs> your modem still go? <laughs> what? You know, would be, you know, the, the thing that also occurred to me would be really funny is that like this guy's going on posing as a preteen boy. And on the other side, there's like some investigator <laughs> so posing as a preteen girl. girl. And like, it's like, there's like yeah. no actual young people. And I, 
I actually wouldn't even be surprised at all if that's the case in a lot yeah. of these things, right? Because like, yeah. it wouldn't make him less guilty, right? And it would still be a good way to find creeps. It's just you're just finding creeps that weren't successful in creeping, well, right? And if everybody knows it clearly, it says they're probing a chat room based website that att attracts adult men who pose as youths, right? Like clearly, people know that there's like these sixty plus. What was he, 69 or 68-year-old guy or something uh, like that? I kind of hope he's 69 just for posterity. 63? Damn it. 63-year-old guy who's who's there trolling for... I mean, if if he knows about it, every investigator knows about it, Oh, right? absolutely. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't even cover up his IP. That's how they find him, his IP address and internet provider. <laughs> like, what is this internet you have? <laughs> Can they find me on the internet? I used an incognito browser. I <laughs> that makes me invisible because there's sunglasses on the icon guy. And that means I can do whatever Sir, I want. You can wank all you like. We'll I Googled more. deep web yeah. and that's <laughs> it's as he has 70,000 Skype chat messages and others. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like that sounds like the prison sentence to me. That's too much work to jerk 70, off. 70,000 <laughs> on Skype. Oh gosh. We find out that a lot of these religious people are just so fucking closeted creepy. Yeah. All the time. Mm -hmm. What do you think it is about the religion that lures them to that? Is it because you think they like the power that it gives them with the, you know, when they're pastors? And I think stuff? there's a couple of things. I think, I think there's probably the case that there are some people who are creeps, right? That are drawn to positions of um, social power. Yeah. Like being a pastor, mm -hmm. like being, you know, because like whether they recognize it consciously or not, they've got to see the opportunity sure. embedded. In sure. That, right. Like, it's it's fucking the land of opportunity if you're a creep. So many people don't want don't want to talk about it. You right. can hide it under the under the. But bed, also, like people rug. are going to trust you. They're going to come to you as a confidant. Sure. They're going to give have, you all kinds of social and emotional power over them and their families. Of, you'll have plenty of free time with kids if you want it. Right. Yeah. You know. But even if it's not kids, even if it, even if these creeps, because yeah, a lot just, of these, whatever your 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 uh, flavor of awful yeah. and creepdom is, I think that there is something in these jobs. That is attractive, you yeah. know, consciously or subconsciously. I don't know, yeah. but I think it's attractive. And I also think like the religion itself with its crazy fucking hangups around sex and sexuality. Yeah. Like, I don't think it can create an environment that is going to build healthy ideas around sex not and sexuality. Healthy. No right? matter what you do, it's not healthy. It's it, all this like weird proscriptions about where you can put your dick and like yeah. what angle it goes in at and like all the rest of this nonsense that they've got. Like, you're, you have no hope of thinking about sex and feeling about sex and coming of age around sex in like a really healthy way. Yeah. So you're like, I think it like builds creeps and then it hides creeps. It does both. Our son Shlomo is working on a kibbutz in Haifa. We're schlepping him some kreplach. They're Jewish, all right. All right. This story's from the New York Post. Um, these taxpayer-funded Jewish schools are dooming young men to poverty. Um, so this is a story about, you know, the ultra Orthodox communities in yeah. Jewish neighborhoods that because they control the entire neighborhood, they effectively control most of the civic resources within that neighborhood, including the schools. Yeah. And so these kids, you know, they fund the schools they are on the boards for these schools. They are in control of, of every aspect of those kids lives start to finish. And when I was reading, reading this story, one thing that occurred to me is like, for most people in a religious setting, you in most communities, you're going to go to school, you're going to be exposed to other people, other ideas, 
It is, if you are not hardcore, whatever it is your parents are, it is very likely going to be a place where you can get some respite from that bullshit. Sure. Right? Yeah. But in these ultra-Orthodox Jewish communities, they control everything, stem to stern it. They're fucking vertically integrated communities, top to bottom. So, like, these kids, they go to these schools, and they 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 are indoctrinated still. They're, they live in these enclaves, these bubbles of non-reality. And they are not prepared for the world. Not, not at all. At, like, not they are not well-educated yeah. coming out of these. Yeah. They are doomed to a life of, and I think it's intentional, of you still live here. Yeah. The only way that you will not just completely descend into poverty and chaos is to stay in our little enclave. Yeah. Because as soon as you walk away from it, you're a fucking Amish kid on Rumspringer. What's crazy is, is they talk in this article about a couple of different kids that grew up in this lifestyle and their parents were both very successful. One of them was a doctor, went to Harvard, really successful guy. Right. And he takes him to this tiny little Jewish Orthodox neighborhood and they grow up not even knowing about science. Yeah. And he was, he's lamenting. He's like, well, what the fuck? Like I can't, I didn't even know how to do times tables until I was 23 because they didn't teach that. They taught basically what's in the Torah, like right. what's in the Talmud, what's in the Torah. You learn about all the stuff that, you know, that the Jewish faith thinks is important, but none of the stuff and anything that's contradicts it, that doesn't get taught. And so they're stuck in these, like you said, like total, um, they're basically these, these like little faith, faith schools that they have to go to yeshivas. They call them, I guess, is that what they call them? Yeah. Yeshivas where they have to go to these, to these schools and they just spend their entire life there learning about the only the only things that they think are important, and it doesn't have anything to do with the outside world. They get stuck there. Well, all they want to train kids to do, they want to train yeah. the boys to grow up to be rabbis. Yeah, it says roughly 5% of them succeed. The other 95% are doomed to a life of struggle and poverty. Yeah. So 95% of it. And it said that uh, in the ultra-Orthodox communities are disproportionately de dependent on government handouts, according to a recent 24-7 Wall Street report the Hasidic village of New Square in Rockland County is the poorest in, in the state with a 70% poverty rate. That's fucking crazy. And it's because they, they, like, you know, we talk about how bad some inner city schools are where kids don't get a chance to right. learn there. And, you know, we talk about how bad it is in some ways to, you know, have your property taxes fund those schools because, you know, basically, you know, it yeah. allows, you know, perpetual... Um, cycle of, you know, the, of the richest, yeah, the richest right. schools mm -hmm. are where the richest homes are and that's where the best teachers are and that's where the most funding is and that's where the smartest kids are because they get all the attention all that the they ever want. Yeah. And the poor, poor neighborhoods don't get any of that. They get, you know, teachers who have to beg, borrow and steal to get pencils in their class. Right. And so you have this disparity. And what, what you have here is in a crazy way, sort of this forced disparity. It's like, they, they probably could easily teach and have the resources to teach at a very high level, and they just don't. Yeah, and, and I think that that's an important point yeah. because, like, they don't do it because this creates a cycle of dependency, right? So this is what I would build yeah. if I were in their shoes, right? Sure. Like, if I wanted to make sure that young people didn't leave my crazy isolationist yeah, community, yeah. this is a cult. Yeah. Like, let's, this has all yeah. the earmarks absolutely. and ha hallmarks absolutely. of a cult, right? Yeah. You create a you create a dependency yeah. on the on the larger community and culture 
that you cannot break out of. You lack the resources emotionally and intellectually and otherwise and to move into the larger world. And so you're stuck. Yep. These yep. kids are just fucking stuck. Yeah. It said in April, a senator, a Democrat from Brooklyn, refused to sign off on a state budget unless yeshivas, which accept millions of dollars in government funding, were given more autonomy over curricula. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? That somebody like, you know, more autonomy who's saying that they need to shelter people even more. Right. Yeah. We want to make sure that, you know, you, you would think that this would, you'd run into a separation of church and state issue. Yeah. At a certain point, especially, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's crazy that they're getting millions of dollars in government funding anyway, right. let alone they're now dictating how they want to use that. It you makes you I mean? wonder though, like who has standing to make that claim? Yeah. You know, yeah. if you have a separation of church and state problem, which is like, did you see the documentary about the Rajanish? The uh, it's it's kind of wild, wild country. I have not seen it yet. Everybody's saying it's amazing, so it's really good. Yeah, I, I well, I I watched three quarters of it, then I got bored. As soon as the Rajanish started behaving badly, I was like, man, I don't care about you and what happens next. But in the beginning, the first two thirds, three quarters of the story is really fascinating and interesting. And they run into a similar issue, right? So they and I'll, I'll make this brief, but they yeah, they try to create a community. That is isolated from the rest of, you know, the rest of the world. It's sure. their own community. And they will have their own schools, their own police department, and their own fire department and all of this. And they're taking care of themselves. And they're very self-sufficient in that regard. And it, it kind of spooks the locals. And the locals go after them. And one of the ways they go after them is they say, this violates, you're, you're creating a town, a town charter, and a government violates separation of church and state because the entire town yeah. is basically a sure. church. Yeah, yeah. How is that different than the ultra-Orthodox neighborhoods in, in, right, in New right, York yeah. that are completely run sure. top to bottom? Sure. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's just like, let's let's be honest. We're more comfortable with this because it's a bunch of white Jewish people, and we've all decided that- That's like, an okay religion. That that's fine. Yeah. That's one of the ones that we aren't freaked out with. No, you wouldn't we, let Muslims absolutely do this. Absolutely right. Yeah. You, wouldn't yeah. Let, you wouldn't let anybody with brown skin do this. Yeah. Let's just, let's just call it like anybody- yeah. With brown skin, no. Anybody on a you, fringe... You, 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 yeah, I don't know. Would, would you let a Mormon do this? You would freak out if it was a Sikh. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it was a That's Sikh what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, absolutely Hindus, right. they wouldn't you're let you do this because right. yeah. we're kind of afraid of them yeah. even though they're peaceful. Yeah. Like the Jains, we wouldn't let do this. We wouldn't let lots of people with brown skin do this because we just aren't smart enough to differentiate amongst the religions of the right. brown folks, sure. right? We're all scared of all yeah. of them. It's just easier to be afraid of anyone absolutely. that gets a good tan. Yeah. So... It's just, it's just, it's just jealousy. Right. The Italians, the Greeks, like whatever. Just anybody that can go to a tanning booth. Yeah. This whole idea that the environment is everything. They worship the environment and they, it's a power base. And we're talking about millions and millions of money being spent in the political arena. Wayne Allen Root blames deaths in Tesla crash on environmentalism. Hmm. This is from his show, The War Report, War Talk or something. I don't know. I test drove a Tesla and I didn't want it and I didn't buy it. Well, today is a big story in the news. Uh, the National Transportation Safety Board is investigating. A Tesla crashes into a wall in Florida and kills two Florida high school seniors, two great looking young men. <laughs> I'm just saying that's sounds, a waste. Sounds, that's a waste of hot man flesh. <laughs> I didn't even get to suck their dicks before that Tesla crashed into them. In other the news, whole, all cars sometimes yeah, crash. No kidding, right? Right life in front of them. My God, handsome, young, smart, young men. 
probably with hot why oiled did say bodies young twice like handsome young smart young good looking young, handsome good looking young, handsome young oiled beef magnets did I, ex- <laughs> did I accentuate the young yet did i say that <laughs> let me say it twice dating beautiful girls headed to college what is like it? he is imagining their whole romantic life jesus probably Probably, maybe. I mean, it's like 2018. He's probably putting it in her butt a little bit. <laughs> Uncle Wayne, I don't want to tell you about my date. Life <laughs> <laughs> is good. Probably from rich families. You don't drive a Tesla at the age of 18 unless you have a rich mommy and daddy. So these guys had everything in the world to live for, <clears throat> and they're dead. Their car exploded on impact, and they burned to death in the Tesla. I don't trust Teslas. I don't trust electric batteries. What kind of batteries does he trust, if not electric ones? I don't know, Tom. Is he saying lithium-ion? He doesn't trust lithium-ion batteries? I think he doesn't trust electric-powered things. Okay. And that makes me laugh as he records this and broadcasts it on the internet. Probably as he holds that cell phone with a battery in it it on his hand. Why why would he not trust a Tesla? Like, I will say this. Cars... Crash and people die in yeah, car crashes. Absolutely. It's not even anything absolutely, worth saying. Absolutely. Um, I will say this that those batteries uh-huh. do explode violently. They are lithium ion batteries do explode. Oh, yeah. L- very, L- I own. Yeah, yeah. Right. Very yeah. violently. I watched a, a Nova uh, on batteries and they showed like mm-hmm. different batteries and stuff. And one, there's a guy who just created a battery that runs like a little differently than other batteries, especially lithium ion batteries. And it has like the same, basically same power structure, but you can cut it and it still runs. Like oh, you that's can awesome. Like cut it. And that's it's just more still, stable. Yeah. It's way more stable. Oh, that's awesome. And it's run and he's got it to run off of, you know, he's got a bunch of these. So I'm right. thinking they're going to probably start changing the way in which we make right. these back. Cause like, you watch, watch any video on the internet of one of those fucking things. And everybody carries them, right? Everybody yeah, carries right. them in their pocket. And these and things every now and again, they go bad and violently hurt. Yeah. explode. Like right. they are, they are very, they're, they're, they're explosive. I right. mean, you, you puncture one of these things and they blow up. Yeah. So, yeah. But turns out if you do that to a gas tank. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> is that the alternative is to yeah. fill your car with, full of gasoline. Yeah, flammable liquid. You know, like. And scoot around with flammable liquid in there. Sometimes yeah. those catch on fire. It's just like there's no look, way to get the energy in the car to make it go forward unless right. you put the energy in the car. And the energy almost always has a way in which to go boom. Well, that's the whole fucking point, right? Like that's how energy storage works in yeah. general. It's yeah. like you have a thing. That thing is valuable because it can be converted relatively easy from a thing that isn't energy into a thing which releases a lot yeah, of energy. Exactly. Whether it be fossil fuels in the form of gasoline or whatever, whether it's a fucking battery, yeah. whatever it is, like it like the fucking quality that we appreciate most about <laughs> these it, fuels that is that volatile. follow me here. Yeah. They're fuel. Yeah, it's volatile, Sometimes they're yeah. fuel for fire. Yeah. Cause it's the most common use of fuel. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> and I don't think we need electric batteries. It's all nonsense. <laughs> what kind of battery would you use if not an electric battery? We need electric what battery. would it produce? Our world runs on electricity. You fool. There's no battery that's not electric. <laughs> what would it produce? Ham? Like, it's just a ham battery? It's, it's kept slices of bread keep coming up. What would it produce? It's a perpetual bread machine. Oh, I got this battery. Oh, okay. It's a double-A battery, and out of it comes cum. I, like, what the fuck? A perpetual bread machine just has that little thing in the bottom. The bread machine just keeps spinning, <laughs> spinning, and, spinning, spinning. and spinning. I want to need something so Jesus, bad. this dough's been spinning for days. It's like glue. <laughs> 
It's the toughest muffin you've ever been into in your life. You lose a tooth. It's like, if you can get it down, it's actually a negative calorie muffin. It's just the same reason I saw the study the other day. I don't know if I reported it on this show, but I did on my national radio show. And I mentioned that there was a study out, brand new study. And it said people who believe in, uh, who don't believe, who are skeptics of climate change, which is me, actually are much better for the environment than people who are radical pro climate change believers. That doesn't make any sense that to me at all. Cannot possibly yeah. be true. Yeah. Like somebody who votes, just, just think about the voting. <laughs> don't even think about the things you do as a person, except for what you vote for. When you vote for the people that dismantle the EPA, <laughs> right, right, you're never selling never. me. Yeah, never. never. Yeah. Are you going to sell me that that guy who dismantled the EPA is doing more to protect yeah, the environment absolutely. than, oh, and hear me to the finish line, the EPA? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When you mentioned voting, I started thinking of single issue voters. And the first thing I thought in my head is like, that's like reading a study and be like, you know, the people who all go out and march against abortion, they have more abortions than anybody. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm not, not. not convinced. I mean, I'm not convinced that they don't have any abortions. I'm not convinced that they don't even have yeah. less. Like yeah. they probably have them at the same rate. Yeah. Cause all that shit sounds great when it's not you, when it's not you. Right. 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 Yeah. But it's like, but that, that, but they're like, they make up 90% of the aborted. That's true. Yeah. They're the ones who create pollution. They're the ones who ruin the environment. They're so busy being nanny state control freaks. How could it ruin the environment? If you don't believe these things ruin the environment. Right. Yeah. Right. You I already just, said, I don't I believe can't in it. Circle yeah. this. Yeah. And like you said, nanny state, like when you start ripping off stuff, be like, you know what? We don't need clean water. <laughs> yeah. Remember well, when we didn't have yeah. the clean air act and in yeah. LA, you couldn't see LA did and you, now you can see LA. Did you see this week that there's a source of uh, one of those banned chemicals in the world? Um, so one of the chemicals that ruins our ozone later, it's like a, a banned chemical okay. um, that the basically like, I think the Montreal Accords or something, something like a while ago said, don't do this anymore. And the whole world was like, yep, cool story. Yeah, no, we'd like an ozone. We're not going to do that. Like, I guess like there's been just like this wild release of that recently. What? No. Trichloro CFC 11. Yeah. <laughs> Trichlorofluoromethane. Good job. I guess. I don't know. But it's CFC 11. And, uh, but it's not declining as quickly as it should be. And they suspect that someone over Asia is releasing it. It appears that the emissions of CFC 11 have increased in recent years, which is quite a surprise given the fact that the production has been phased out. Wow. So, yeah. That's good news. I think I, I probably climate change. Yeah. I actually think Wayne Allen uses it for his hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get governments to control our lives and make us live worse lives, lower quality lives. They themselves don't listen to the rules. I strongly suspect nobody lives a lower quality life than Wayne Allen Root. Because every morning that guy wakes up and he's Wayne Allen Root. What do you think the lower quality life is if you're environmental? Like, what is the lower quality that I can't just take a jet by myself I, I or think, something? No, I can answer that. I think, like, he would say that um, our cars cost more because they have emissions control standards. So we have less money in our pocket to do other things. Our gas probably costs more because it's full of additives that reduce emissions. Don't have lead in it or whatever yeah. anymore. Right, yeah. No, but that's true. Like, I think that's, yeah. I think that's the heart of his suggestions is that... We are paying more for everyday items yeah. because there are uh, carbon controls and, and other um, environmental factors which play into that. 
That's money we spend. We don't have to. So that's money in our pocket. We can't give to strippers. I don't really yeah. know. Like, I'm, I'm not sure that I can't buy hairspray with and spray, and spray into, into a hard <laughs> dome release, helmet, release an entire can of hairspray every morning. It's my wake up <laughs> ritual. I have my coffee. I release it in the atmosphere, <laughs> an entire can of hairspray. And then I break the, 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 the Freon can open, open every just, day, every day. I, I, I just actually take pour one a can of Freon out for my homies. Yeah, I just take a one refrigerator and push it over my balcony. Every morning. <laughs> I guess they're more refrigerators that way. It's important that your hair be bulletproof. Yeah. Like, it's like it really should be an armor <laughs> that you wear, like a second skull. No, I'm saying he just releases an entire can into the universe just, and then goes back and right? sprays he his just, hair. Yeah. We, the people who are skeptics of climate change, treat the environment better. You're deniers. You're not skeptics. There's no, a difference. Yeah. A denier looks at science and says, no, nah, nah. I'll pass. Yeah. That's no. a denier. That's what you are. It's a very big difference between you and, and a, a skeptic. skeptic. In fact, never use that word again, Wayne. Someone should take that word. Yeah. The nanny state should take yeah. that word away. We should tax that word out of him. We should take that word away. You're not allowed to use that yeah. word anymore. That's our word. That's like the N word. That's the like the, word. that's the, that's you don't get word. that word. That's our word. We get to use yeah. that word. And I don't want an electric car. I have no interest in an electric car. And those kids are dead. He's and reading the off his they iPhone. might be dead is because they yeah. fell for that crap. That's the, the other reason might be that they crashed their car. <laughs> into something like maybe the responsibility yeah. you know i love that these guys like they love nothing more than personal responsibility Absolutely. Personal responsibility, right? it all day all you night. crashed your car yeah into a wall yeah the wall didn't jump out and bite you well and and you know how fast those teslas are right right it's, and the reason why is because they have no like the acceleration on a they get on instant a, torque yeah, instant instant, instant torque, torque instead yeah. of the acceleration on a on a gas car takes a lot longer to to start Build moving yeah, right. than a, an electric one it's immediate and like that's a dangerous car if you don't know how to drive it oh uh, you know it's funny because i just watched it's funny you mentioned i just watched a top gear clip the other day of a um uh, a supercar like the world's first electric supercar and they put it up against its V8 gas cousin. And they drag yeah. raced them. Yeah. The supercar, the, the electric version, weighed a thousand more pounds than the other car and had like one or two less horsepower. And it beat the other car. Yeah. It beat the other car in a drag race. It's just so fast. Yeah. You put two 18-year-old kids in, in a car like that, like yeah. you were saying. Yeah. You play two 18-year-old kids, though, in my car. Yeah. It could be any car. That's Man, that's what we talked about. Yeah. It can be any car. I had a kid. I'm sure you had kids in your school that died. Yeah. I had kids in my school that crashed in cars. And every year they put out in the prom, they put out the broken car right. on, our, on our lawn at every year yep. for prom. I'm sure that's a national thing that happens. Every year there was a, or it was either homecoming or prom, or it was both, where the, the fire department brought over this old wreck that showed yeah, right. Like, that we had to cut some kids out of there and their heads were gone. Or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> and they got that story. It's like, and then one day yeah. I had to come up on an accident scene. And they come in and they do a talk in your fucking assembly and tell you don't drink and drive and don't be an asshole and don't drive like a schmuck. You know, when you're a kid, that happened. I, I had so many people drive like assholes. I told a story on the on on the air once about me jumping into a fucking pond. You know, like, like when you're a kid, you just drive like an asshole. And yeah. I want to point out the most important thing is that the autopilot wasn't on. Tesla's reported back the autopilot. It's not like the, the thing was just like, fuck, I am robot. And like <laughs> ran into a fucking wall. <laughs> fuck these kids. It's Life's just, not worth living, you spoiled the shit. The kids just like drove the car bad and broke and it. And crashed. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, that's a thing. Like we were saying, like, that's just a thing 18-year-old boys do. Absolutely. Like when I was an 18-year-old boy, my, my best friend had a truck. He had a Chevy Blazer. Yeah. And we used to play a game. Do you remember 88th Avenue? 
it was a it was a stretch of road that was perfectly straight that stretched between uh, two other roads. Doesn't matter. Sure, yeah. uh, it was it was the middle of the H, yeah. right? And it was maybe a mile and a half, two miles long, right in the middle of a cornfield, and it was just it was just arrow straight. Sure, arrow straight. And the game me and my best friend used to play, and we were I was seventeen, he was eighteen, is he would stomp the accelerator, turn off the lights, and close his eyes, and we'd see who had the balls. Because like if I was like, okay, okay, okay. He would open his eyes and turn the lights on. And he would stomp the accelerator in this fucking Chevy so he'd be Blazer. Going 100 miles an hour or something. Without even looking where yeah. we were going. Yeah. And like what happened a number of times is like he'd open his eyes and he would not have time to stop before crossing the other. Oh my road. God. And so we'd race over that road. Thank God we didn't hit anything and sure, nobody hit us. Easily. We'd yeah. jump this curb and drive into a cemetery at 100 miles an hour and just. Like try not to die, sure. and I said, "Yeah, we did this a lot. Yeah, we did this like more times than I have fingers and toes. Sure. We're fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. There's a place called High Road in Romeoville, Lamont area. Uh, it runs through. Maybe it's Lockport. I don't know. It's one of those cities over there. And it was a back road. And I remember my brother when I was a kid used to go down there, and it had one of those hills that feels like you're dropping. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of those hills that you jump. Yeah, and then the the car." falls at terminal uh-huh. velocity. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever yeah. that effect is, it's basically it puts feels, the belly in your throat. Feels like, yeah. It feels like you're on a roller coaster. My brother used to go 80 miles an hour down that thing all the time. And I remember being in the car and like you'd, you'd hit your head. Yeah. You didn't, back then there was no seatbelt law for the back seat. So you'd hit your head and bounce around. And you'd be like, oh. I know. And I watched yeah. videos of people that watched a video recently. I want to say it was uh, it was on Reddit or something. Somebody like was jumping and they were there was it's a big long slope of a hill. So they jump and then they slide down this hill and they actually drift. You could see them. They're not touching the ground. They're just drifting down this hill and the car starts to turn a little and then it catches and it goes forward. And everybody commenting was just like, yeah, I did so much stupid shit when I was a kid. Right. I I would as a 25 or 30 year old, I would never consider doing no. that. But as a young no. 18 year old, your brain just isn't like ready for like living yet. Your brain is not ready to be in charge of a car. Yeah. Your brain is not ready to be in charge. That's right. exactly it. And this, that's what it looked. And not blame it on the kids. Maybe it was an accident. I'm sure. Know, I have no idea. But it's not the what I want to say for sure is it's not batteries. It's fault. not fucking danger. Will Robinson. <laughs> now we're going into a wall. This story is from the New York Times. Uh, Indonesia church bombings carried out by family with children in tow. You know, the family that slays together. Slays <laughs> well, and they, they knew it was the kids because they found the toes. Yeah. So that's the only. They're like, oh, it's a sweet little toe-headed boy. Oh, no, it's not toe-headed. It's just a toe embedded in the kid's yeah. head. From the You're like the little yeah. the, the mom's like don't forget your lunch nail bomb your nail bomb lunch box you gotta take that school <laughs> and no texting unless it's your sister to blow her up no texting uh, mom I had pressure cookers yeah. for breakfast <laughs> just walking to school <laughs> fucking nuclear bomb on your back <laughs> this thing is heavy go to school <laughs> everybody calls me fat boy oh, or <laughs> Who's fat now? Oh gosh, what is it's, it's insane. Well, this is clearly when you look at this uh-huh. and you and you see that a family did this. It's you cannot look to anything but religion. 
nothing else could inspire a family family to kill themselves in multiple steps. Yeah, right. Like, it's like the crazy, this thing is crazy. It's not like they all showed up and were like, they didn't, they didn't Toy Story 3 this sure. thing. They weren't all yeah. joining hands going into the furnace. <laughs> it's like a sad Woody. <laughs> Most my of my Woodies life. are sad. That's my sex life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But like, it like the, the, there's a suicide bomber. There's like like two on motorcycles. Like, like an eight-year-old kid. Like behind it's like the, a circus act, for Christ's sake. I know. Sense. It's like the aristocrats. Jesus it's just Christ. like, okay. Okay. So, so two motorcycles setup. walk into a bar. They're bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. No, I'm done. That's it. It's fucking crazy. Like one of the little kids lives. Like there's an eight-year-old girl, I think, that lives through all this. Sure. Horror. Yeah. I don't know what that word means, to live after your family has, has blown themselves up themselves, and tried yeah. to murder you. Cause yeah. like, cause yeah, I do yeah, want to be clear. They, yeah. The little, the kids that are involved, they're not suicide. Bombers. Absolutely not. Absolutely. They're not. murdered by yeah. their parents. Yeah. They're murdered and they're, and, and they're murdered by an ideology. Absolutely. And they're probably, they probably did not know anything that was going on. Cause I, I think that would be a hard sell. Yeah. I've got, I've got kids in my house that are four, seven, 11 and 11. Yeah. I can't get yeah. most of them yeah. to eat a, Broccoli. Yeah. They, yeah. Like I can't get yeah. most of them to eat yeah. a food that isn't covered in sugar. Yeah. What they did was they put a fucking bomb on their back and then they put a fucking stick with a happy meal on it. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, they had to coax them in some way. You right. know, they're not like, okay, so now we're gonna kill ourselves for Allah. You no, know, they mean? had like, to I have a feeling like like that's a hard sell for anybody. So right, but you know, like what is possible is that they could have been indoctrinated into it's a possible. hardline Absolutely worldview. Possible. Absolutely possible. For the entirety of their yeah. being. Yeah. You know, the Islamic State, of course, took credit yeah. for this thing. Yeah. Um, and they, 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 discard, they describe this as another martyrdom operation, oh, right? Like, so these are, and that's the problem with this concept, right? Yeah. There are, like, that idea of being a martyr. Yeah. Martyrdom only works if I get to, in some way, see, take advantage of, um, engage in the fruits of my labors. So as an atheist, I can never be a martyr, right? There, there are almost no causes that I would give up my own life for because it, the, the, the cause, if I'm dead, I don't get to find out if the cause even succeeded. Sure. The, the goal of the cause yeah. I'm no longer a part of like, there's, there is a selfish part of me that's like, well, no, I mean, I'd like to see that through another way, please. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. dying for something doesn't make sense unless you think that you then get to go watch it on TV later. Sure. In heaven. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so there's, there is a part of this whole concept of an afterlife of martyrdom, of rewards and punishments, this whole, that whole thing, it's all that can feed this kind of behavior. This Absolutely. behavior can't exist without it. Absolutely. And I would argue that you would have to be, you know, if you're going to be a martyr, I think you've got to make that conscious choice too. And it feels like, you know, a kid, there's, this kid not. isn't a martyr. Right. This kid was murdered. There's yeah. a difference, right. right? There's a huge difference between that. And to sing this, you know, the kid's praises and be like, oh, he's a martyr. No, you're a fucking asshole who taught him some garbage, taught his parents some garbage, and they either killed him or they taught the same garbage to this kid kid and the kid wound up dying too also family fun night just got fucked up family game night gets it i will tell this it's contentious <laughs> play monopoly people get mad you know what i mean you might blow up the house this is what happens when you play exploding kittens and yeah. take it too seriously yeah. <laughs> it's true. just a game yeah, guys absolutely well uh, you know what grammy hall would call a real jew Thank you. 
Yeah, well, you know, she hates Jews. She thinks that they just make money. But let me tell you, I mean, she's the one. Man. Is she ever? I'm telling you. Jesus Christ. I don't even know, what man. What the fuck? Dude? I don't even know. What the fuck? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, again, we're living in a fucking bizarro fucking universe. Bizarro universe. It's from New York Times. Robert Jeffress, pastor who said Jews are going to hell. Jesus Christ. Led prayer at Jerusalem embassy. Yeah. I just like, I can't even with this shit right now. First of all, there's a fucking embassy in Jerusalem. Right. Hey, that's gone real well. Yeah. I, I guess I sort of feel like everybody saw this coming. Nobody like sort of like on the left or even many people in the center and some people on the right knew that like moving the U S embassy to Jerusalem, like that, when that, when that moment came, like, that was not going to go over well. No, I don't think anybody didn't think that there was going to be some pushback. Yeah. I think that everybody understood right. that there was going to be pushback. And I think that there's a lot, in a lot of ways, I think some of the Christians really craved that pushback because that pushback is the thing that- They need it for their the apocalypse, right? They need that right? for their end times. They need that pushback and that unrest for their end times. So they ha that has to happen. So- I understand and I get that. I, I recognize that. I just don't know. Like, I, I, what I don't want to do is say that, you know, this is the only thing. Because that, that state has been fucked up and crazy. Oh, for sure. For a long time. For like sure. That, that yeah. fucking relationship between Palestine and Israel has been fucking shitty and garbage for 70 years. Forever. Yeah. yeah, right. So, you know, like, like. And this, and this is not the first time that there's been bloodshed there. This is not oh, the first Lord, time no, that people no, no, die. No, no. There's bloodshed is, There's bloodshed yeah. all the time. People blow right. themselves up. And there's also, you know, people getting shot right. when they're protesting. You know, they, and they do this to a bunch of, you know, a bunch of people all the time. What, what's crazy is this guy is the guy who gives this speech. And he's just fucking super racist all the time. Yeah, and he's, he's giving the speech there. And he's like, one of, the, one of his quotes, quote, you can't be saved being a Jew. Okay. Unquote. All right. That sounds bad. But what about if you said that in Jerusalem? Yeah. <laughs> his other Would quote that is sound better. His other quote is <clears throat> Islam is wrong. It's heresy. It's heresy from the pit of hell. And then he said, Mormonism is wrong. It's heresy from the pit of hell. He added Judaism. You can't be saved being a Jew. You know who said that, by the way, the three greatest Jews in the new Testament. Peter Gotta Paul, love them Jews. And Jesus Wait, Christ, maybe not. were they all saved? I wonder. That's crazy. I thought it was Peter, Paul, and Mary. Oh, I thought no, I got that. No, Jesus Christ is the backup singer. Yeah. <laughs> Very different. He maybe changed it, his hair when he got on stage. He has that tambourine <laughs> <laughs> in the toga. <laughs> the thing about the tambourine, the best part about the tambourine is his hand, because it's got the hole. Oh, in yeah, it, it makes a makes nice, a nice sound. sound. It's a nice Very sound. Unique. That goes that. Very yeah, unique. Very unique. Absolutely. That's how he sells it. He can actually put an elastic band in there and bang yeah. it around oh. like one of those balls. You know, the paddle ball? Yeah. He can like hit the tambourine that See, way. See, and that's good because yeah. he usually just, uh, he's an expert at ball in, a, uh, ball in the cup. Yeah. Like he's, yeah, I mean, he's like fucking world champion. Hole in one every right. time. He just yeah. puts a silo cup yeah. in that thing. It's more holes in one than Kim Jong un. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> Eighteen consecutive holes in one. Is I pretty thought good. he hit a hole. I thought he he covered two holes in one. That's what you oh, should say. That's what you right. should say is that it hits the cup and then it bounced nice. out of that cup and, and flew into the, yeah. into the other one. Well, the, the, the feet are two holes. Because 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 a hole in one people can do that, Kim. Yeah. Okay. Or or whatever you go by. <laughs> Jong. Jong. Whatever it is you go by, fat right. man. Here's the thing. 
just say like you you dunked from the half court line. Right. Like, let's make up some shit, dude. <laughs> it would be great if it was one stroke. Yeah. <laughs> 18, 18 holes. It just, in he one. skipped it. Like so a, it's like a Rube Goldberg. Bennett can skip this rock 12 times. Boot that kicks right. a fucking squirrel that carries <laughs> it to the next hole. Whatever it is, but he gets it all. Um, this guy, though, constantly, this is, you know, throughout this entire article, it's just him just being anti Semitic. And then they sent him to give the fucking speech. What over are they there. Th- It's it, uh, Seriously, it's like. It's like no, it's like they vet him for the worst possible yeah, person. It's exactly. like, who, yeah. I'm watching. They should have sent David Duke. They should have sent Trump. Yeah. Somebody. Richard Spencer. <laughs> Whoever. They should have fucking dug up Hitler's yeah. corpse. <laughs> Marionette. No, his Ooh. bones are too much. Welcome to the oh. embassy. See, Kyle. <laughs> the point is, is that we've got to rewrite the federal government. Now, this is not going to happen overnight. It took 130 years to bring us to where we are today. It could probably take 50 years to turn it around. If we, but if we stand on the Constitution, then everything else comes together. This is that South African guy. So this story is from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Rodney Howard Brown. It would be just great to see government. Just really? be just great to see government leaders and SCOTUS justices executed for treason via firing squad. All right, he's on another show here. It's not his show. He's on a different show. He's on a network, Kirsten Television Network's The Good Life Program, and he's visiting Just, with them with his brand new book, evidently, a book called The Killing of Uncle Sam, The Demise of the United States. I just want to point out, this America. man has preyed on Donald Trump. He has laid his hands, mm-hmm. this man, and we're going to hear, yeah. has laid his hands on our sitting president uh-huh. and prayed over him. And he was not paid $130,000. That so. is... Maybe. Not, yeah. Maybe. We don't maybe. know. Maybe. We don't know. Maybe. Let's ask Michael Cohen. Maybe it's hush Based on this book, there should be military tribunals taking place right now, and people should be arrested for high treason that's being committed at the highest levels of government, even all the way to the Supreme Court. Well, isn't there going to be? <laughs> can I was. That, can promised. that guy get older? <laughs> He's just like looking around like, the my grandson promised no. me a tribunal. The, the answer is no. He can't get any older. He's probably dead as we as we say. That this. is the maximum age that of is, a human being. You have to be That's this it. old to live this life. <laughs> He's so old, though. If you were dead, you'd be you uh, by now. I love that he's just like, well, won't they aren't it? Will they happen soon or no? I or just, what's happening? I can't Can wait I very have long. My jello? <laughs> <laughs> the nurse said there'd be jello. Would you chew my Salisbury steaks for me and, <laughs> and just, just dribble it in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bird. He's got his mouth open. <laughs> Tribunals? Well, you know, that would be the ultimate. Yeah. Well, we do know that one of the Lord's prophets have already yeah. said, and he is standing by his word, that the Lord showed him there are going to be tribunals coming. Well, personally, I think a firing squad would just be great. Just oh, yeah. We love a good firing squad. What? Oh, no, Cecil, what? you got to have what? a good firing. No, what? why are you getting all upset? Wait, what? A good fire, good old-fashioned firing squad. What? Like you do. Remember the last firing squatting we did? No, no, yeah, I, I don't think, think anybody a traitor does. In like the forties, I don't something. think anybody remembers that Although, anymore. Probably not. Actually, I I think that they were still using firing squads to kill people up until they changed it to like a like a hundred percent hanging and electricity or something. They were still hanging people for a while too. I think firing squad's still an option in one state. Oh wow! I think. Did and you I, go firing squad? 
I would go firing squad. You would think? you? I don't if know. If you're going to fucking kill me, I want you to have to kill me. I don't want you to put a fucking needle in my arm and feel good about yourself later. I, don't, I wouldn't want to do hanging. Hanging is one I wouldn't want to do. No, hanging, I'll pass on that. I don't know that I like the, the dead by serum or whatever. The lethal either. injection? Lethal injection. I'm not a crazy No, they don't do either. a very good job yeah, of it either. Yeah, they give you like... Suffocate and they just They just do it the way they do the dog and yeah. cat. Give them a... It's sh- like over, overdose of morphine or whatever Here's a shit ton of fucking recreational barbiturates. Yeah, and you just... They just fucking die instantly. Did you read the story about the scientist from Australia who had to go to... Um, the Netherlands yeah, is 104 years yeah. old. And he he's just like, yeah, I just want to be done with this. Yeah. And he said, like, don't do anything with my body. I want anything done with my body. Oh, I didn't hear that. I thought, I thought that's what I don't read. Don't do anything. Just leave just it like, here. Don't, don't do that. Any of that. Just stuff. put it in a corner. It's like, don't do any of that stuff you do. <laughs> I don't need to do any of that stuff. I'm just a husk. Just the brain is gone. I'm done. Yeah. It's a shame that somebody has to travel yeah. all the way from. And, like, you know, I did. A, I, I read a bunch of people um, like comments and, you know, like counter article. There's not a single good argument against the I ability know. to do that. I don't that. know what that is. Like, yeah, it's not Just sense. none at all. I want to go back. I want to circle back for a second um, before we get off something yeah. that I, I'm actually interested in, which is assisted suicide, yeah. to somebody saying firing squads. Mm-hmm. You, you remember every third week, Jim Baker saying they want to kill him. They want to kill Trump. They want right. to kill Trump. And I've never heard anybody say that. I've never heard any. I mean, except for unless they're crazy people or whatever. Right. Nobody's right? nobody's, nobody's nobody, advocating yeah. for the There's for nobody his there's nobody who's like, oh, you gotta murder right. him or whatever. Execution. Those are only right. stupid people right. who are gonna get investigated. Those are that's all it is, right. right? The people who, you know, who dislike him the most, I think the worst anybody expects on him is like that he's gonna die in office or something. Right. right? Like that's what from they his think, poor right? health. From his poor and, health. Yeah, right. shit. But like what I want is for him to either, you know, what what I want for Trump mm-hmm. is to you know, lose in 2020 or, you know, somehow vacates the office before then, whether that's impeachment or whatever. Right. But, you know, I, I want to see him lose in 2020. Um, that's what I want. That's, that's the future I hope for him, Sure, you know, right. is for him to lose. So the, you know, the, the, that bullshit projecting that they're doing, we're like, they want to kill him. They just want to kill him. All we want to do is just talk about how shitty he is. That's all we want right. to do. I don't want to kill him. I don't care about it. But these people right. will say things like this, like, why well, firing squad would be a good thing. Oh, I don't like, agree with him. We should kill him. I mean, literally, yeah. this is this is what he's been talking about. It's just, it's not coming from the other side. It's coming from your side, man. The call was yeah. coming from inside the, the house. Call was coming from inside the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because that book is full of fucking violent yeah, retribution, right? Yeah. Like their book is is nothing but an excuse. To create or, or to foment violence against Absolutely. whoever your yeah. enemy happens yeah. to be. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Put them all in, stick them up against the wall and take them out. I Jesus. don't think you're laughing. Like, you're, she's laughing. But I think that's a nervous laugh on her part. I don't think he is. I don't think he's kidding. No, I don't think he's kidding at all. I think these these guys would. I think they. they I, and the thing is, I think they believe that it would be right. Yeah. I think that they believe that it would be a yeah. moral action. Yeah. To round up liberals and yeah. other obstructionists yeah. to their um, worldview. And then murder them. And kill and them. And murder them. Yeah. yeah. Somebody said to me the other day, how come is Hollywood so upset with the president? I said, oh, well, let me tell you why. Because in Europe, uh, the EU passed a law to fund the whole film industry of Europe. I don't know if that's true. That uh, doesn't sound like it's true, but the EU passed a, a lot, lot of to fund film. the film industry. Why are they always so worked up about Hollywood? Because it's a message they can't control. It's just movies. Yeah, it's just a message they can't control, though. 
God. And they get upset when it's a message that they're not in control, that they're not in control of that narrative. Do they think movies are that culturally powerful? I don't think so. I don't. I think they do. <clears throat> um, do you? Well, I'll tell you, culturally, I think they are powerful. I mean, let's just talk about segregation, right? My dad grew up with segregation. My dad was right. a prejudiced dick even all the way up until he died, right? He was, uh, and I don't want to call it, it's a racist. That's no, not prejudice right. isn't a thing. It's <clears throat> racism, right? My dad was a racist until he died, okay? So, but he, his culturally, like that's what he was, that's what he saw, right? And that's, that's, that's sort of how he grew up. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. that's a good way to think. I know, but you're, I think you're it's a shitty way to yeah. think, but I think that, that that's the way he grew up and that's how he saw things. And that's, right. that's that what was, helped form his That's lens. what helped form how he lived. And I feel like as time goes on, the same thing's happening with, you know, the normalization of what we think, you know, uh, sexuality is when we think of sexuality as a spectrum rather than just here's your, right. here's your cookie cutter. You know, I don't think that there's many people these, I'm sure that there are people, I know there are people, but I, I would imagine the majority of people would not be upset or freaked out by a mixed marriage. No, but I guess like, would not be like, oh I'm right God. there with yeah. you. I'm right there with you. I just think that like they, they, they focus on Hollywood, which is films industry, the yeah. film industry. And I think that the influence of film on culture is waning. I think so too. But I also think that, you know, like if you have a, a movie with, you know, people that are, you know, a mixed couple or whatever, you are normalizing that when you have a oh, movie absolutely. With, a, yeah. with, a, yeah. with a, with a guy that's gay. And I'm not saying that's bad. So don't send me your email and be like, fucking normal. What, is he, what are you saying about that? I fucking clearly don't give a shit who marries who. Okay. Right. So don't <clears> send me your messages. What I'm saying is, is that, you know, making them like making sure to include minority couples and things like that in those movies helps make other people see it and see those people as people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it right. opens their eyes to those people as people. You would know, like ask all those people who had a gay person come out in their family about oh, yeah. how they thought right. about it before and how, and how that normalized now it. Right. and right. how that changes how everybody thinks. And that's not all the time. Some people get rejected. Right. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but I'm also saying that a lot of people are just like, oh shit, until it was my son, I kind of disliked it. But now it's like, yeah, now fuck. it's, now it's in my house. Now it's my, right. and now I, you know, his boyfriend's coming over for dinner, you right. know, and I just got to deal with it. So. It's a, I think that there is some normalization there, but I also think that it is that they're that they're mad that there's a narrative that they can't control. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just yeah. It, it what amuses the hell out of me is like I just feel like the film industry I, is losing its. I power. feel I feel the same way. And Absolutely. so like, but they're so hung up. On it'd be it. like it'd be like saying like the demon record industry, or right? You, you know, know, like all the yeah. CDs. Yeah. You'd be like, really? Yeah. I don't even have anything in my home that plays them. <laughs> I don't what would I do? Like I if you gave either. if you gave me a CD, I'd be like, I, I gotta take it out to the car. Yeah, I literally, I do have one in my car still, but right. I don't have one at the home. I have, I have a CD player in my car that has the same CD that I bought a used car. It had a CD in it. Yeah, and it's still there. It's still the same one where in would there. You, where would you bring it? I'm gonna I I'm gonna keep the CD in there and sell the car with it. I like the of idea of it just a great idea. living inside Absolutely. my home car. From Absolutely, yeah. and and to support that. And they had put a law on the books in America that if Hillary had got in, the whole of Hollywood would be funded. By by the Fed. By, by no, that's not even remotely true. <laughs> they put a law, so they preempted the Republican Congress and Senate put a law preemptively created a law so that if the Democratic pre a president that came in what then created a Hollywood funding bill. That's what you just said out loud was going to happen. You do realize that Obama had essentially obstructionist government for six fucking years. When did they make it? What, what, why would you create a law 
the trigger for that law going into effect is your political <laughs> loss. Right? So well, when I point. lose, we're going to give you this thing we don't oh want to get. Like, what the fuck? This is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And the worst part is the people here and go, oh my gosh, they were going to make a law. They were going to make a law to fund, to fund all Hollywood. the movies by the government? The government was going to fund all the movies? And then... And then what? 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 <laughs> I'm still not sure why I care that much about this. Well, is, is he, is he going to elaborate? But, you know, out of our yeah. supply, and the taxpayers would have say? to pay for that. And Trump nixed that the moment he got into office. That's why they hate him. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's, yeah, Trump was like, well, I just What about my movie funding? Here's the thing, guys. It's got the wrong name on it. It says Hillary. <laughs> my name's Donald. <laughs> so well, my answer to that is, and then, by the way, their parents brought them in. It wasn't their fault. It's true in some cases, but they aren't all valedictorians. They weren't all brought in by their parents. Uh, for everyone who's a valedictorian, there's another hundred out there that um, they weigh 130 pounds and they've got calves the size of cantaloupes because they're hauling 75 pounds of marijuana across the desert. So this story is from everywhere, but our, our source is from CBS News. Um, now, if, we're not going to play this clip, um, but you guys should go listen to uh, just Google or find it, find it on our show notes. You find it on our show notes. It's going to be the one uh, Trump calls some illegal immigrants animals. Clearly, the language is meant to dehumanize, right? Yeah, right. And clearly, one of the problems is that um, is that is that Trump is not careful with his use of language. Right. Yeah. Right. So it is it is open to interpretation based on what he said, whether he was referring to. People I think who you commit and I, certain crimes. Yeah, yeah. I think you and I both agree that he's talking about the MS-13 gang. I feel like from that clip. From that clip. If you I watch feel like that what clip, he intended yeah. to say yeah. was that there are people in the country. Now, whether this is true or not is a problem. Yeah. But whether that he's, he's clearly intimating here that there are people in this country who are committing violent, horrific acts and that those people need to go. They aren't people. They're animals. And like, yeah. I, you know, the argument about whether or not illegal immigrants are committing in in numbers statistically significant enough to be worth talking about acts of extreme violence, the, the sort of acts that would yeah. get you labeled yeah, as an animal, as an animal. Yeah. That is sort of a separate question from what did the president say? Yeah. If we're talking about what the president said here, he may be wrong. But I don't think he's saying all illegal immigrants are animals. Yeah, that's clearly not yeah. what he's suggesting. I don't think so either. But I think that when you start uh, referring to, that's like saying, well, I'm only going to refer to black, bad black people as N-words. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, You're like, right there. So, You're you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so if you start dehumanizing one group of that population, are you then going to leach and dis- d- d- sort of do that to the is rest? It, is it is easier it, to otherize exactly, people within that, people. that marginalized group? I think it and, is. And I think the problem is with this, with this statement is that I've seen a lot of people today post this as if he never said anything about the gang. I saw a lot of posts today that sort of just referred to, he's like, he called them animals. Yeah. What a big jerky head. And you're just like, but that's not, look, I don't like the guy. Right. I don't like the guy at all. But, but we go need to watch, go watch this clip, go watch this whole clip. And I don't know how you watch the whole clip or read the entire exchange and think he's talking about anything else. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's being reported yeah. in a really unfair, um, untrue way that yeah. strips it of the context yeah. that renders the comment meaningful. Yeah. I now, think, whether you like the yeah. meaning or not is a separate question we should talk about. Yeah. And I think you have a good point. Yeah. I agree completely with your point. I just, I, I think like the way that Huffington Post and WAPO framed it, yeah. framed it rather, 
is is dishonest. Yeah. Well, I I think that they they do flesh it out in in the Huffington Post article. They do say it was about this. But you got to get pretty far down in the you article. You do have to get the pretty, headline. The headline is, is misleading. The headline is I think a little misleading. And I think a lot of people are catching the headline and not following through on the article. The right. articles are I think saying that it was in this exchange. But the, the headlines are things that pop. They're the things that grab. And they're the things that people post. They're the things right. that people talk about. And when you say he called immigrants animals, that's a much better headline than he called MS-13 animals. Right. Um, I think you're right, though. He's not a wordsmith. He's not a... No! He can't make a statement, I think, that is direct and exact. No. He is constantly fluffing. He's yeah. constantly making his... Yeah. The things he does, the most important things he in the way and he even talks in this clip is how he's talking about how, you know, we are getting rid of these people. It's not like they didn't just get rid of these people anyway, forever. Right. It's not like we haven't been deporting people forever. He didn't invent the he, idea yeah, of fucking deporting. He, and he didn't invent the idea of deporting criminals. Like that's been happening forever. Right. Right. So it's not like he's doing anything different. They didn't invent the fucking immigrant criminal right before he became president. And they, and they certainly didn't invent the deportation of the immigrant criminal before he became president. Right. The, the problem is, is that everything he does, whenever he talks, he'll say things like, you know, he will make the comment about animals because he wants to make it seem like everything he's doing is the most important thing he could possibly be doing at this moment. The, the more he speaks, the less clarity he offers, Absolutely. Right? which is a problem. Absolutely. But I do think that like he is framing the immigration issue as a national public safety issue, Ab which is horrible. And that is a bullshit way it's a total to bullshit frame way. immigration. Absolutely. Right? He's doing that on purpose. He's focusing on this, this gang, you know, he's focusing on a small statistically, yeah. probably insignificant number of violent actors yeah. within a subgroup yeah. in order to paint the whole subgroup sure. with that. Like that's all a real fucking problem. Yeah. And he does that in order to motivate people based on their emotional reaction to safety and violence. Yeah. Right. That, but none of that is new. Yeah. None of that is new. What the, the problem is that like, if we don't, if, if, if we don't responsibly report, including the headline, which is the most important part of what we report. Yeah. Cause it's most of what, it's people, most of what read. people read, you know, like there's kind of this like bullshit, get out of jail thing that people say. It's like, Oh, it's just a, it's just a headline for clicks. It's just a headline for yeah. clicks. Nobody reads the article. It's, a, it's it, or, or the truth is in the article. You built, you put a big headline on there for clicks. I know that's what we do. What I'm saying is that's fucked up yeah. and we shouldn't give dishonesty a pass Especially if that dishonesty is, um, is is going to, well, we shouldn't give dishonesty a pass in journalism, no matter what, and, and that's dishonesty either direct or by omission, yeah. right? But we we also need to be careful that we don't lose our fucking credibility in Absolutely. this process. That's the thing is, you know, he's been singing all these songs about fake news forever, right? And so you, if we now, become fake news, now you look like it because you're you're reporting this. I just want people to be more careful. Look, it's okay, I think, to talk about what you said, which is statistically it's a stupid thing to say. It's okay to say, look, we shouldn't be dehumanizing people because when you dehumanize a group of people, you tend that dehumanization tends to bleed to the entire group. Right. These are bad things that you're doing. I think both of those things are valid criticisms that hold a lot of weight. They are both important, valid criticisms that that basically refute his his statement. So use those. Those are that's how you argue right. this. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This is from Right Wing Watch. Trump supporter wants Muslim heebie jobbies. Oh my god! Fired from the TSA. 
Ah, heavy jobbies. What? Okay, so this is, the beginning of this audio is shitty because Trump is like jamming his face in his microphone. It gets better as time goes on. Okay. Th oh, the women auxiliary. I think the women like me. I don't know. I see. Hey, you have to pay them all off. That's, <laughs> that's why they like you. Everybody in the audience, look under your seat. There's $130,000. <laughs> and you get a payoff. And you get a... But strangely, none of you got an no, orgasm. Yeah, no. <laughs> Use that hundred thirty thousand dollars. Buy, Buy yourself, yourself a nice a orgasm. <laughs> Buy yourself a nice orgasm. And if you want to spend some of your money buying yourself yeah, an orgasm, yeah. you can head over to AdamandEve.com. <laughs> Enter glory at checkout. Get fifty percent off almost any item. That's fifty percent closer to an orgasm than yeah. Trump has ever gotten anyone. A free sex swing and free shipping. Tom. <laughs> Just go to AdamandEve.com. Glory at checkout. By the way, oh, oh God, God, stop Jesus yelling at me, Christ. Thank you. Yes, go ahead. Thanks. Go ahead. Okay, I'm Kathy Chevalier. I'm legislative chairman for the state of New Hampshire. Good. Auxiliary. Good. <laughs> you said your name. Good. 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 I'm glad you're the Good. fucking legislative you're, whatever. I'm glad you're whatever you said. <laughs> I want to tell you. I'm sorry. I would like to tell you. Um, I want to thank you, first of all, for everything you've done for the veterans. We thank all... You. In the VFW, know what you've done. We all in the VFW, in the Moose Lodge. At the, <laughs> our pancake <laughs> breakfasts are whiter you, than they've ever been. I will tell you, we have a raffle going on this week. <laughs> Fish fry on Friday. Come on by. Spaghetti dinner Wednesday oh, night. You're going to love it. Did you go to any of those when you were a kid? Yeah, my dad took me to the fish fries fish at the fries. VFW. Yeah, yeah, We used to and go to the Moose Lodge fish fries yeah. when we were kids. We went to the VFW fish fry occasionally, okay. and we had spaghetti dinner. And what was the best food at one of those places you've ever had? Like the one thing that you're like, that is a good food. Is there anything that was good? Or was I it liked all just... The, I actually liked the fish fry. Yeah. Like the fish Fish was... is easy to do. That, yeah, that fried, fried fish. fish. And, yeah. It's like... It doesn't taste like anything but fried and hot. When I was a kid, my mom and dad used to take us to the Moose Lodge breakfast. Okay. And it was every, once a sun, like one Sunday a month, they had the Moose Lodge breakfast. Now the, the potatoes were all right of potatoes that they poured out of a bag or whatever. Yeah, uh -huh. And the scrambled eggs were made by somebody who has, doesn't know how to do them. <laughs> right. But there was a, there was a lady who made biscuits and gravy every time. I love biscuits and gravy. And, I fell in love with that lady. She had, <laughs> she had the best biscuits and gravy. They were amazing. And it wasn't a difficult recipe. It's actually a really easy recipe. And one of the things about it uh, that they, that sort of, that I like about it is that it's, it's sort of a quick way to make it, that she made it, but she made it good. It was good every single time, every single oh. time. And I, I love biscuits and gravy too. So to this much. day, I love biscuits and gravy and she made an yeah. excellent biscuits and gravy. And that's what I remember from those, those, you know, those, I don't know, like fraternal dinners or yeah, right, things, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Don't come out and say it, okay? Very much we appreciate it. And biscuits, by the way, for you UK people, they're not cookies. Oh, okay? yeah. So biscuits here are like a savory scone. So that's kind of what it is. It's oh, like I forgot a, they don't know It's how like to a scone without fruit in it. That has salt. So think about it that way. I don't know if salt you guys have and any butter and butter and they're flaky and good. But scones are really good too. Uh. So I know you know what a scone is. It's like a savory scone. So imagine if you had like a cheese scone, maybe sometimes it's something like that. But just to mix quickly, um, Homeland Security and jobs. Why aren't we putting our retiree, our military retirees on that border or in TSA? Get rid of all these heebie-jobbies they wear at TSA. Oh, what do you think Trump's thinking right Casual now? Casual racism. Here right? we go, folks. What do you think Trump is thinking right Trump now? Trump is thinking, I'm going to high-five this lady, and then I'm going to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, well, I, I've I, seen them yeah, myself. I, I understand. We need that. the veterans. No, he's, he's trying, trying to shut to her. Stop. He's yeah. trying to shut her up. He's like, uh-oh. He's like, uh-oh. She, this they said good. something, and then clearly somebody's going to say something about it. They're in New Hampshire. Oh, my God. That's real. The heebie-jobbies. You guys in New Hampshire need to go to the VFW and have your pancake dinner and infest the VFW with your with Democratness. Your, right. <laughs> I can't, you know, like, you know, the thing that makes me crazy about that is like, this is, this is an example where, where people feel emboldened yep. to be racist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Cause she's standing in front of the president of the United States uttering this fucking bullshit. Yeah. This is like when you got your, you know, like, when you, when you get something fucking repaired yep, in your home the and the repair guy, guy comes out, he's like, and he's you're like, a white guy. I can talk about black people like they're, they're this is an extension like of I'm that. Richard Spencer. Right. Back yep. in there to take it. They fought for this country and defended it. They'll still do it. Okay. Thank you. You know, and we are looking at that. We're looking at taking their headscarves away. <laughs> We're looking to get rid of the hippie jobbies. And we are looking at that. We're looking at a lot of things. I have to tell you, as long as you bring you it up. You wouldn't believe it. What we look at, we look all the time. We every time we walk around the whole time we're awake, eyes open. I just want to say, all of us eyes. Of the border, some great people, and Al, you know this. We were endorsed. I was endorsed by sixteen thousand five hundred border patrol agents. These are the people that take care of the border, and first time they've ever endorsed in the history of the union or the group. It's the first time they've ever endorsed a presidential candidate. I love that he's like the first time in the State of the Union that someone has been endorsed by this by this group. group. By yeah, it's it's because you're going to expand their fucking area of responsibility, so, protect their jobs, and ship money into the thing that feeds their so family. So transparent. The only person that doesn't see it is right. him. Right? It'd be like because he's fucking self-centered and shitty. It'd be like if he was like, "I've got this great podcasting initiative." Yeah. It'd be like, "Oh, tell me more." Yeah. <laughs> And I don't even know if they're supposed to be doing it. And they said, we don't even care at this point. It's 16,500 incredible people, Al. These are incredible people that want to do their job. It's easier for them not to do their job, but they want to do their job. They want to get paid more. They want to, they want to make sure that they have job security. If you, if you don't have them do their job, then they just don't have a job. It's not like we're just like, well, we'll just keep 16,000 people on for a low, uh, like that don't have to do a lot of work. Well, I just have them come in four hours a day and still pay them. Isn't it easier for everybody not to do their job? Isn't it always like if it you like is. Yeah, hey, would it be easier unless my job is napping? Yeah. What am I a cat? <laughs> and so I was really honored by that and I was also as you know endorsed by Sheriff Joe from Arizona. Oh, the criminal, the felon? The guy you had to pardon. Yeah. yeah. Cuz he's horrible. Yeah. Great. Cheer for that. New Hampshire, who uh, who's had some great victories lately. So Sheriff Joe is great. So we're going to do a job. Oh, Sheriff Joe's great. We love Sheriff. We're going to do a job. Well, it can't be a blow job because that costs one hundred thirty thousand dollars. That's expensive. For one hundred thirty thousand dollars, it better be. A well, that's because of the fucking United <clears throat> States and inflation. It's because it, it's like the military uh, when they used to buy toilets for you know right a million yeah, dollars you just or whatever. You overpay. You overpay because it's in the budget. You just want to make sure you spend the budget. God damn. So. $130,000 every single sex act. That's a, everyone? Everyone. So if you go around the world, you're you like a, a 390? Get a handy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm paying over 100 for that. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our re most recent patrons, Stuart, Marcus, Marcus with a K, the Quiznos Demon, Gary, 
I'm starting my own intellectual dark web with blackjack and hookers. Okay. Philip, Kirk, Nolan, Stacy, and Grant. Thanks so much for your generous donations. You guys are the reason that Glory Hole Studios continues to exist. And you may be the reason why I have an income in the next <laughs> few weeks. We will find out soon. So we got a, book, a bunch of emails we want to cover here. Um, the first is, an, is a video that was sent to us. Um, this was sent to us by OSV. And uh, they sent us a, a, a wallet honesty test. There's 200 wallets dropped um, all over in different cities and different economic areas of those cities. And Chicago scored really high. Was it the highest? It, they I returned was, all of yeah, the wallets. All they the got wallets. a perfect score. A perfect score. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So interesting that Chicago does very well. They Bullet also said, holes in all of them. They also said that, yeah, there's blood on them. <laughs> uh, religion is not a factor, nor is income, which is very interesting. Sir, did you drop this corpse? Yeah. <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, this wallet came out of the corpse you're carrying. <laughs> yeah. So check it out. We'll put the video on this it's week's show cool. notes. Yeah, it's pretty neat. A um, bunch of cities did well, though. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. It's, the funny thing is, is that even the bad cities, I, I was just like, right. I, I was shocked like you that so many of these cities wound up giving the wallets back. Like there's yeah. so many honest people. And some people went through great pains to, to, to return these wallets. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. We got a message. This is from Remicali. Am I pronouncing that right? Remicali. Remicali. Let's go with Remicali. Remicali from NASA sent us, um, they listened to 412 and we specifically asked for NASA workers. They said they work for NASA. And I can tell you that we don't have a single document about the troubled times survey of 2016. Oh, it's so surprising that they didn't come up with Branson, Missouri in their research at NASA about what to do for the apocalypse. Tom, don't believe this. This is deep state stuff. Right, probably, yeah. Totally deep state. We got a message. Um, this is from Matthew. And Matthew says he came, he started our podcast after listening to Citation Needed. And uh, he is working his way back through the back catalog. So wow. we're leaving you a message here, Matt, um, that you'll find eventually. Good luck Hopefully. to you. If he Good doesn't abandon ship. abandon ship. He's 123 episodes oh. in. Oh. So Jeff sent us a message. And he's, and, he, and you know, like last time, I remember when I was talking about the insoles and I said, you know, it's like having a vasectomy club. And I said, what do you call a vasectomy club? And he says, you know, you call it, Vasecta us, or at least Vasecta we. I think and that's I pretty think good. Vasecta we is a great name for a vasectomy group. A couple people sent us messages in talking about the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Tom. We had said that we were surprised that Frollo, the person who's doing that sort of like song that's like burn the girl because I can't get none from her. Right. Um, is a priest. And we were wrong. It looks like he's a judge. Although in the book... In the book, he's an archdeacon he's an or an archbishop or something, yeah. but and he's clearly like a heavily religious figure yeah. because he talks about like living righteously yeah, and like and God, and there's his, clearly a choir of right. So there's a lot of religious motivations him, yeah. around his reasoning. Yeah. But I was wrong. I yeah. want to get that clear. I was yeah. just wrong. It's just, but you know, like it's hard. It, but again, like all the imagery, especially from that clip, clearly looks like he looked like a cardinal or something to me. Right. Like yeah. I, I totally, they dress him yeah. in that way. I think. I think you know, it's probably that they just change it for the movie to avoid. Yeah. That controversy, exactly. but they keep all the thematic elements yeah. the same. Tom, we got a message from Matt, number one, Matt, and uh, he sent this. This is He says he changed a guy's opinion about abortion when he asked me why I support it. And here's the scenario he could understand, Tom. He said, imagine your mom is walking home from work. She gets raped. The ultrasound shows the baby has serious defects. 
It's going to take away all your family resources. You won't be able to go to college. Are you going to be able to look at your rape baby brother and love it? Rape baby brother. Do you expect your mom and dad to love it? Real son, rape son. (laughs) If if you guys all get jerseys, does he have a visiting team jersey? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Do you expect your mom and dad to love it? Abortion, and I think I thought this this line is great. Abortion isn't about sexually uneducated women getting inconvenienced for twenty years by falling pregnant by mistake. You know, yeah, that, that's a good. It's a there good are line. so yeah. many reasons in favor yeah. of abortion, but you know, bottom line is like nobody should have to raise a child they do not want to raise. Yep. That child will not benefit yep. from that. So we got a message. Um, this is from Kay. And Kay sent in and said, look, I'm going to be one of those anointing people that said that want to correct you. There are such things as crisis actors, right? Crisis actors help police in both in scenarios in which they try to do training and drills and the scenarios will have them be both victims and criminals. And these people get paid. So I want to, I want to sort of change what I said. If I, and I don't remember exactly what I said, I might've said something like, or Tom might've said something like these people don't exist. Crisis actors don't exist. Crisis actors do exist. But what we said, and what I think you should take from what we said is that crisis actors as they're depicted by Alex Jones and all the rest of those crazy people are not a thing. That's not a real thing. They are, they are not, they are not actors paid by the deep state to pretend that they were victimized when nobody was actually victimized while that story is being reported as a true thing that happened. So we got a, um, a message from a longtime listener and he wanted me to, uh, to talk, to tell Tom about a dream. And I have a dream I want to tell you about too, Tom. So we're going to do one sake. This is says, all right, I'm going to get my shit and go. Okay. So it says last night I dreamt an erotic performer, Audrey Batoni. Got to look her up later. Bookmark that I, and I traveled back to the seventies to prevent my grandmother's suicide. We were very concerned about her rights as a woman in a more patriarchal time, both legally and socially. For some reason we bought a house, but the pipes in the basement were leaky. So we built a pool. Also, she was hot. I love that. Here, I want to tell you, Tom, real quickly. Recently I had this dream. Oh my God. And are you really doing I'm this? I'm definitely going to tell you this. I had a dream that, Margot Robbie and I, you know who Margot Robbie is? No. Margot Robbie is a Harlequin from the Justice, from the Suicide Squad. I think she was in Wolf of Wall Street. I, uh, I had a dream that her and I were in a convertible driving around and we had to go back to my place and she needed to take a shower and she took a shower and then I, I, I walked in the room and she had a, a towel around. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, you get some stuff over there. I had a dream that I was platonic friends with Margot Robbie. I am the oldest person I know. <laughs> we were just platonic friends. Like you totally had a dream like, that a hot chick that the went, hot, like literally one of the most beautiful women on the earth. Went to your house to take a shower. That I was hanging out with in a convertible, went to take a shower, and I was ups- I, I actually apologized when she was in a towel, walked away. Yeah. I don't even I I don't even know I, me, Tom. I what, don't even know me. What has happened it's the over worst. there? It was the worst. I woke up and I was like, stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you had one chance. Had one chance to trick the rest of me. <laughs> Oh, oh buddy. sucks. That's the worst 
that being old has been to me. That is the worst. It's just that dream. Worst. That dream. Worst. That's the worst. That you know, as you age, the bad things happen as you get older. It you know it takes longer to recover. You you ink in places you didn't know. Your my vision started to go bad. But this has been the worst part of it. I had a dream one time mm-hmm. where I thought I was eating a cheeseburger, mm-hmm. and I woke up to the sound of my own jaw snapping shut. <laughs> Did you break a tooth? No, but I snapped my jaw shut on an imaginary cheeseburger. That is only a little less disappointing than you <laughs> not dream fucking this girl. It's a dream. Oh, no. What the oh, fuck? Oh gosh. Margo, if you're out there, give me a call. <laughs> we got a message from uh we got a message from <laughs> You'd be like know. the guy in a dream who calls the police on Freddy Krueger. You know, like, there's a disturbance <laughs> on Elm Street. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Get off my lawn, Frederick. <laughs> and take your little sweater with you. It's like 75 degrees out there. You you're don't like, need a sweater, Freddy. You're like running out yeah. there with a tube of neosporin for him. You look hurt. You look burned. Are let you? Me, let me put some gauze on that. <laughs> so we got a message. Um, and this is from Rizukin. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but uh, Rizukin sent in a message about the Simpsons. And it's a Snopes article we're going to post on this week's show notes. What's what's funny about this is that uh, is that they did predict this, the, the presidency in some ways, because in 2000, there was a clip of Lisa saying um, what did President Trump, what was the budget left from President Trump? Um, but there's like these things going out, out, these like memes or whatever that show like that, you know, they predicted him coming down a a staircase in 2000. They also predicted the map and none of that is true. Like, so they did technically predict in some ways the, the presidency right. by, yeah. by mentioning They made a it, joke about it. But yeah. I think a lot of people made jokes about it, but right. we just want to put this out there. So it doesn't look like we're saying that they did all of these other things. Cause I think Tom, all Tom said was that they did predict the presidency, right. which they did. So, right. but the, you're right. They didn't all this other, all the other stuff, is, stuff not true. is not true. Not true at all. So we'll post the link to the false on Snopes for this episode. Tom, we got a message from Jordan and Jordan says that uh, they, they thanked us for talking about um, what would happen in Texas if they got rid of abortion. They said they live in the Rio Grande Valley. It's one of the poorest places in the nation. Uh, one abortion clinic for about 1.3 million people. And it's actually a little worse if the tex- if they shut down abortions in Texas, they would have to drive to New Mexico, which is a 12-hour drive and it's a, it's the only place nearby that has a t- that doesn't have a 24-hour waiting period. You can't go to Mexico and get an abortion outside of Mexico City. And they said the medium per capita income there is 14,500, oh so most God. people can't even can, can't even afford poor. it. Yeah, they Desperately can't even afford poor. it. So, um so yeah, like like if you banned it in a state, especially a large state like that, like the so many people would be affected. It Absolutely. would just be so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, the thing is, is like, I understand because, you know, they banned a lot of guns in Chicago for a very long time and you could just go right over the border in Indiana and get it and buy one. Yeah. There's a big difference between traveling to Indiana from Chicago and traveling to New Mexico, to New from, Mexico from Rio Grande Valley. Right. Yeah. yeah. So next week, we're hoping to have a guest on. We'll see how that goes. We won't be sure that there's going to be a guest, but we're, we're never sure we're until never we hear sure him on the other end of the line. <laughs> So the moment we're supposed to have a guest this week. We didn't have a guest, but next week we're hoping to have a guest on a different guest. And uh, we hope it's going to be an interesting interview. So check us out next week. Um, that's all the stuff we got for you this week. 
we hope you check out Citation Needed. We wanted to mention that Citation Needed is having its first live show. Um, the live show is happening on August 11th in Chicago at the Victory Biograph Theater. You can get links to tickets uh, on our on this this episode show notes 415, or you can go to Citation Needed's Facebook. Um, you can find links to tickets. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, I can't. I I am I am crazy excited about this. If you are in or around the Chicagoland area, you should go. You should see it, check it out, and have a chance to, uh, you know, see a live taping of of Citation Needed. There's yeah. tickets available. Um, there's an Eventbrite for it. There's yeah. different ticket packages yeah. and levels that are available. It's just going to be a lot of fun. We did one live show in Australia and yeah. Sydney, and it was a hoot. I loved it. Yeah, it was, it was just blast. such fun. It was, it was an such fun. And <clears throat> the thing is, is that this is going to be a double header. We think right. because Citation Needed shows are short. So we're probably going to be recording two or three shows on stage that night. So it should be a lot of fun. It's going to be a whole night full of full of uh, recording, and you get a chance to meet the Puzzle and the Thunderstorm guys. You get a chance to meet us, and uh, and it should be a great time. So check out if you're interested in tickets. It's going to be in Chicago in August, August 11th. Check out this week, uh, this week's show notes for the link. And if you want to get a sense of what a live citation needed sounds like, check out the Ned Kelly episode that was recorded live. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead, pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.